trailing three. Good protect. Pass the right cross. Oh, touchdown. Tampa Bay. Oh, Jay Howard. Fire them cannons. What a play. We are Bucks Nation, SB Nation's team blog for your Super Bowl 55 champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Come fan with us at BucksNation.com. Episode 8, Season 3 of the Bucks Nation Podcast kicks off now. You're listening to the Bucks Nation podcast. Welcome in, welcome in. I am your host, Jason Curtis. You can find me on Twitter at JC Bucks Nation. And I am here with my main man, my dude, Chris. What's going on, my friend? What up, Bucks Nation? If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find it at Cynical Bucks Fan. Chris, uh, we are getting ready to do our 2021 official mock draft. Tonight is going to be extra special. We've got some great lineups. We've done a lot of analysis. We've taken a look at all the best players that we could potentially get in the first round. We are going picks one through 32. And helping us along the way is our special guest. I want to welcome in my good friend to the show, Mr. Evan Wanish from the Cannon Fire podcast. How's it going, my friend? It's going really well and really excited for draft season and also really excited that you guys uh, brought me on here. It's listen, this is a totally chill. This is mock draft. This is fun. I want all the listeners to just sit back and just listen. You may agree. You may disagree. We're taking a couple of different perspectives. So I want to lay the groundwork here real quick, and then we're going to get into uh, just a little uh, news bit here, and then we're going to get started. But I do want to lay the groundwork as to how we put this together. We are approaching this mock draft as if we were making the pick who we think not who we think the team will pick, right? Based on circumstances or uh, who they've been meeting with or anything else like that. We are not trying to put ourselves in their shoes. We are trying to just look at who the best fit would be, uh, where things are falling for us. So it's it's strictly our opinion. Uh, and again, we're just having fun. This is for entertainment purposes only. How about that? <laughs> Uh, but before we do get started, like I was mentioning, there is a little bit of news that just recently came out. Chris Sims. Did you guys see this? Chris oh Sims just came out with his mock draft. What stood out to you the most about that mock draft, Evan? Well, I, I think uh, the the biggest thing is you look at that last pick and there was a certain <laughs> quarterback that was not picked until <laughs> that last pick that uh, if it were to happen, uh, it would be one of the, the biggest draft moments in, in NFL history, I think. You know, a potential top five. A potential yeah. top five pick falls to 32. Are you kidding me? Justin Fields, quarterback from the Ohio State University, falls to 32 in Chris Sims' official mock draft. I mean, that's absolutely wild. One, I think Chris Sims is just doing it for a little bit of the clout chase there. But, I mean, if that actually happens, I would be more than more than happy. I think that's the most thrilling pick that could possibly happen at 32. It's a lot better than Peter Schrager's pick with Dave oh, Smalls, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guys, let's go ahead and get into this. We are going to go ahead and start off with pick number one, two, and three really quick because these are pretty much on lock. You guys agreed, right? You guys agree picks number one through three. We're going to talk a little about, about three because there could be some ambiguity there, but I want to go ahead and start off pick number one to gimme. We all agree. Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. quarterback from Clemson, locked into that number one spot. Jaguars are tight, talking him up already. Uh, that That's pretty much a no-brainer. New York Jets at pick number two. 
also picks up a quarterback, which again, no brainer. Who did we pick up, Chris? We got Zach Wilson at a BYU. Yeah, that's a really great pick. And obviously there have been some flip-flops I've seen between Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, potentially even Justin Fields going number two even. But I, I really do like that Zach Wilson pick at number two. Now, number three, let's go ahead. We are on the clock with San Francisco 49ers. With the third pick of the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select quarterback from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. Yo, Trey, Trey Lance, it, I think it's an ideal situation because he gets to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo probably for a year. I don't think he's ready to start right away, but I think this is a player with a lot of potential, has a rocket for an arm. But, you know, there's also you can make a case for a few other quarterbacks there as well. I think we've been discussing a couple of other options. Who else can go? Justin Fields or Mac Jones. I think we've all talked about that uh, as potential, but Trey Lancer certainly is a top three coming out of this draft. Let's go ahead and move right into pick number four. With the number four pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Chris, this is a pretty much a, in most circumstances, this has been a no-brainer pick. And if you pass up on Pitts, uh, could be problematic. Yeah, no, I mean, if they stick it for like, like we're leaving here on our mock draft, you know, not leaving the, or putting the trades in there, then they, I think they have to go Pitts. I mean, sure, they could use a quarterback, but uh, Arthur Blank sure seems to love Matt Ryan, and and I don't think the uh, he's willing to give up on him yet, despite the fact that Justin Fields, Mac Jones, or Trey Lance, depending on who three, but in our draft, we got Trey Lance going. I would think that they could go with Justin Fields. I think he would be a good option for them, but Kyle Pitts is a potential generational tight end, and he is so athletic. He's almost like having a wide receiver at the end of the line of scrimmage and, and he can block, he can catch, he makes these absolutely athletic plays. And I don't think they could go wrong with Pitts. No, he is a beast, man. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the number five pick. With the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Penny Sewell offensive tackle from Oregon. Nice. I think the Bengals have to go offensive uh, offensive line on this one. My argument was, we were talking about this last night, Chris, that, you know, you got Joe Burrow who's returning from a pretty serious injury. You got to protect him at all costs. You don't even want to scratch on that new car. You just had him returned from the body shop and you don't want another scratch on him. Evan, is this a good pick or do you think that there could be uh, other options there? I, I do think this is a this is a good pick, and I think it's a smart pick to to protect your franchise quarterback. But I think the other option you have to look at is a guy like Jamar Chase, who obviously Joe Burrow is very familiar with. Cincinnati could use a wide receiver. They don't; they're not in dire need of one, but they could definitely use one. And a guy like Chase is definitely would be worthy of the selection. We just think that you got to protect your franchise quarterback. All right, moving on. With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins 
should select Jamar Chase, wide receiver at LSU. And Evan, you just talked about him a little bit as being, you know, having that Joe Burrow connection. But on top of that, I mean, he is an absolutely fire wide receiver. This guy is physical. He can go up and catch jump balls. He's probably the best receiver in this draft and, and somebody that they could rely on for a long time. And now they got they got their nice little car over there in uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and they need to throw they need him to throw to somebody. You know, they don't got a lot of people out there. You know, Devontae Parker and is 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 fine, but Jamar Chase is is has the potential. That's about it, right? I mean, that's great. about it. Devontae Parker. So it, they they absolutely need a wide receiver. So I, I I have to agree there. All right, moving on to number seven. With the seventh pick, the Detroit Lions select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. Jalen Waddle, obviously one of the most dynamic wide receivers, brought him all the way to the national championship. That receiver core with Mac Jones has just been phenomenal. And look at all the running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks that have come out of that offensive trio right there that have been coming out of Alabama. Nick Saban and his team just know how to select talent all the way from the high school level and mature them and bring them into the NFL with just seamlessly, just seamlessly, you know, them and LSU you know, just have that knack. Now, LSU has been through a couple coaches since then, but obviously uh, with Nick Saban, this is definitely a very good pick. I don't know if they would go outside wide receiver. Some other options could have been corner or offensive tackle real quick. Evan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Waddle is a real home run hitter. Uh, he's he's a big down downfield guy who the only real concerns are his, are his injury uh, history. It's a little bit of an extensive history, but if if you're comfortable with that, it's it's a good pick. And this is also we weren't doing trades in this mock. This is obviously a, a trade down spot potentially for Detroit, but they stay here at seven and get a real impact player for Jared Goff. You're listening to Bucks Nation. We are doing our 2021 official mock draft, and I am joined here by my co-host Chris Schoenherr. Uh, at Cynical Bucks fan, and we are joined by our special guest, Mr. Evan Wanish from the Cannon Fire podcast. Really appreciate you guys jumping on with us. This is a really fun night for us going through our picks. We are already through pick seven. Uh, we'll do a quick recap in just a minute, but let's go ahead and jump right into our eighth pick. With the eighth pick in the 2021 NFL draft that we are picking, I am picking Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. And the Carolina Panthers just picked up Sam Darnold, and they need somebody to protect him. And the Carolina offensive line right now, sure, they got the interior sort of picked up. They got that uh, the other tackle spot kind of solidified there. And, and you know, but they absolutely need to bring in somebody to play left tackle. The guy they got on the roster right now, I his name is slipping my mind right now, but he is not the guy that they want to protect the guy that they might look at as their potential franchise option in Darnold. So they need to go there. They need to pick somebody up. They need to protect them. And sure, they might have other needs, but tackle is one of the top and he is one of the top tackles in the draft. And I don't see them picking anyone else at that spot. Yeah, I, I think Carolina could be another trade down spot, but yeah, with Slater on the board, I, I think it makes a lot of sense, especially with um, Sam Darnold. You know, he he really suffered from from poor coaching staff and just poor talent around him in New York. I think Carolina wants to give him a, a fair shake here, so they, they pick up a, a nice piece for their offensive line that that desperately needs it. Not very good for the Buccaneers who have to play them twice a year. 
and obviously still facing up against Christian McCaffrey, assuming he will be back healthy next year. So obviously doesn't bode well for the Buccaneers. However, very good pick for the Panthers. All right, moving on. With the ninth pick, the Denver Broncos select Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State. And this is, uh, I think at this point, would be a home run pick. Uh, there, there's, there's some people that have Justin Fields as, as their quarterback two, quarterback three. Here, the Broncos don't need to make a move for him. He just, They sit there, they are patient, and they get their guy at nine. Their, their franchise quarterback that they've been waiting for since Peyton Manning retired finally falls in their lap, and this is a good spot for Justin Fields. If the Niners don't pick up Mac Jones and they go Trey Lance like we're like we're picking here, the Broncos could pick up Mac Jones as well, which might start playing into the favorability of <laughs> of Chris Sims' mock draft. Now he's falling outside the top ten, which I think would be pretty interesting. But yeah, he can't fall this far, right? Without him being picked up, it's almost a must-have. Would you go Mac Jones over Justin Fields, though? No chance. No, no. no. We're, we're all we're both on cream at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do agree. All right, let's go ahead and get into our tenth pick. With the tenth pick in the twenty twenty one NFL Draft, we are thinking that the Dallas Cowboys will select. Patrick Sertan, the second cornerback out of Alabama. Now, this guy's obviously a dynamic corner. I'm especially interested to get your guys' thoughts. Chris, you took a look at some tape on this guy. Yeah, no, he's a big physical corner, and and he can keep up with that downfield speed of those those faster receivers. He kind of has it all in, in terms of what you're looking for. And looking at the Dallas Cowboys, their defense was absolute shit last year. And they could, they, they need, they, first of all, they need a little bit of everything on that side of the ball, but Patrick Sertain at 10 is probably the pick for them. A corner that can do anything. And, and somebody that, that is really dynamic, as you were saying, and, and could really come in and really start to push that defense to a place where they want to be. So Dak Prescott, Coming back off of his injury, there's also speculation that maybe they need to protect him just as much as like Joe Burrow. You need to protect Joe Burrow coming off that injury. Uh, How likely would it be to look over someone like Patrick Sertan on the defense or an edge player to go with that offensive tackle need that that the Cowboys need? Well, I'm looking at them and and their offensive line, you know, five years ago is the best in the league, right? And today it is a shell of its former self, but... Their defense is much worse than their offense. And I, you know, if they're looking to take a tackle at this spot, I think that Sertan is probably the better option there for the actual, the way the draft is falling. Um, if they wanted to trade down a few picks, maybe take a tackle. But if they're sticking at 10, then they got to go with, with, with Sertan. All right, let's move on. We are going into pick 11. With the 11th pick, the New York Giants select Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. And uh, this is a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones, I think. So the Giants would want to give him as many opportunities as possible. The weapons, uh, I understand Saquon Barkley got injured last year, but the weapons still, it was Darius Slayton, Golden Tate was there, but uh, I mean Evan Ingram was so inconsistent, and their offensive line was awful. Uh, maybe I, I just have a tough time believing this is all offensive lineman considering that they drafted Andrew Thomas in the first round last year. So that's why we go with the wide receiver from Alabama here. Some have him ahead of Jalen Waddle. We personally don't, uh, 
but I, I do think that this is a good pick for them and now gives the Giants three quality receivers with Slayton, newly signed Kenny Galladay, and Devontae Smith. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you if you think Waddle or Smith, which order do they go in? So, yeah, that's interesting because I've seen Devontae Smith go go in that top, you know, top eight, top seven which we put Jalen Waddle at number seven and uh, the New York Giants select Devontae Smith, the Heisman coming out of Alabama. So there he goes. The Heisman is picked up. Obviously, that'll be a headline in New York come Monday morning, I would assume. So let's go ahead and move on with the 12th pick. With the 12th pick, I got the Philadelphia Eagles taking Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. And the reason for this is that Caleb Farley is potentially the top corner in this draft. And skill-wise, like Sertan, he he is sort of that player that can do it all, but I think he can do it a little bit better. The, the unfortunate fact of the matter with Farley here is he does bring a pretty significant injury history. He had a torn ACL a few years back and, and some other injuries that took him out and, and didn't allow him to play, you know, his, his full slate for, for every season that he was at Virginia tech, but he has all the talent in the world and they cleaned up his knee a little bit. Um, in this off season prior to the, uh, you know, the, the combat, not the combine, the, uh, the pro days and stuff like that. And, and he's, he's someone that is, is all skill and the Philadelphia Eagles, again, need somebody across the way from their corner that they signed last year in Darius Lay. So they, they need somebody to play opposite him, and, and I can't see them taking anybody but um, a corner. Could be Farley. Or, you know, what are some other options that we got, Jason? Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota, could be picked up here. There's a couple of other options. I think one other is J.C. Horn, which is the other corner that we were all discussing before out of South Carolina that could also be selected out of here. But again, we're not trying to be too ambiguous with our selections here. We are definitely going with Caleb Farley corner out of Virginia tech, but Rashad Bateman would be an interesting pick. Don't you think Evan? Yeah, I I'm a fan of Bateman. Uh, I think uh, at 12 here with Philly, you know, obviously all three of the, the big time wide receivers being off the board, uh, would probably be a, a worst case scenario for them if they were targeting a receiver at 12. Uh, but I mean, Bateman w- would be, I think, a solid pick because I'm a fan of him. Maybe you can move back a, a tad and, and possibly get him. But I, I think you, you can't really go wrong here with, with a corner, whether it's Farley or, or J.C. Horn. Well, look what happened in Philly with those wide receivers. And Fogum was the right. only wide receiver that was actually available. What was he, third, fourth string? And he happened to be the, the number one guy towards the you know middle of the season there. Became very fantasy relevant all of a sudden. Uh, having Rashad Bateman, obviously there, uh, without those other, uh, without DJX there or anybody else. And that could be a tough pick if they're all three of them are available there at 12, which is, which is very likely you're listening to the 2021 NFL mock draft here on bucks nation. We're having some, a good time tonight. I'm here with my good friends, Evan and Chris, and we are breaking down who we think would be selected in the 2021 NFL draft one through 32. We just got through. Uh, one through 12. We got through one through, one through 12, guys. Let's go ahead and recap really quick, and then we're going to head to break. Jacksonville selects Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. New York Jets selects Zach Wilson out of BYU. Trey Lance goes to the San Francisco 49ers out of North Dakota State. Number four, we had Kyle Pitts go to the Falcons. And then the Bengals pick up Panay Suell, offensive tackle from Oregon. Pick number six went to... The Miami Dolphins, and they selected Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. De- Detroit Lions select 
Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. And then number eight, Carolina Panthers, Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. At number nine, Denver Broncos select Justin Fields. He finally comes off the board, quarterback out of uh, the Ohio State. Number 10, the Cowboys select Patrick Sertan, beefing up their defense. Pick number 11, the New York Giants select a, uh, a wide receiver from Alabama, the Heisman, Devontae Smith. Number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles select Caleb Farley, corner out of Virginia Tech. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to go ahead and continue on with our picks. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to Bucks Nation. Welcome back in, everybody. I'm your host, Jason Curtis. You can find me on Twitter at JCBucksNation. And I got my good friend, Chris Schoenhair here. You can find him on Twitter at CynicalBucksFan. Our special guest from the Cannon Fire podcast, Evan Wanish. How's everything going on over there uh, Over there at the Cannon Fire with you and Rhett? It's going really well. Uh, we've been enjoying, uh, obviously, a, a Super Bowl season. And then our, you know, our draft coverage has really ramped up these past few weeks. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been going very well. Make sure you guys check them out on YouTube and anywhere you download and stream. And play the Bucks Nation podcast. Make sure you also subscribe to the Cannon Fire podcast and check them out. They do do uh, a really nice uh, video podcast or vodcast, whatever you want to call it, up on YouTube. You guys don't want to miss it. Let's go ahead and continue on. We're going to go ahead and start with pick number 13. With the 13th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select Christian Darisol, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Uh, Chargers, it seems like this is offensive tackle has been a need for them for a long time. Uh, I, they just they they trade away Russell Okun uh, last offseason. I believe Okun then retired, uh, so he's not there anymore. This is all about protecting your franchise quarterback, and you, you have to do it. And I, I think Darisol here makes a lot of sense, uh, especially with the the two other tackles, Slater and Sewell, both off the board. I think Darisol here makes a lot of sense and would be a good fit. There's a lot of great edge players and defensive players that are still yet to come off the board. Now they really need to beef up that second level and especially the outside in the, uh, in LA. Is there a possibility here uh, of them really strongly considering an edge or a corner? I could see corner. I, 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 I could, I could see a corner. Uh, you know, obviously if JC Horn is available there, I think they could strongly consider him, but I just think that, the, the possibility of getting Justin Herbert, that franchise tackle for his entire career, is a little bit too enticing. There we go. You heard it. Number 13, the L.A. Chargers pick up Christian Derisaw. Let's move on to number 14. And with the 14th pick, the Minnesota Vikings are picking up Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive line at a USC. And I didn't specify the position there for a reason. This guy played guard at USC. A lot of people are looking at him and saying that he does have some tackle traits. Unfortunately for him, his arms might be a little too short to really get and, and play the tackle at the NFL level. You know, you need those long arms to, to keep those Ed rushers at bay, but he's a versatile lineman and they need to protect Kirk cousins. I don't know how many people were watching the Vikings last year, but we did watch them when they played the bucks and my goodness, did the bucks absolutely crush 
Kirk Cousins the entire game, got forced fumbles and and kept him under pressure all day. And they need somebody to fill in in the interior or at the tackle spot. And so that's why I got Vera Tucker going there out of USC. I mean, it's one of the toughest conferences in the league and uh, with the NFC North. It's one of the most blue collar conferences and those all those teams obviously are very tough against one another, especially with the Bears. And that Bears defense is no joke, right? So, and 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 the Packers defense surprised the hell out of me last year. So, honestly, yeah, I think I think picking up some offensive players there at the uh, in Minnesota is absolutely critical. Let's go ahead and move on to number fifteen. With the number fifteen pick. We are suspecting that the New England Patriots will select Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama. I think we all agree that we do not believe that Cam Newton is the guy in New England. He's on a one-year deal again for a fairly uh, humble amount of money. Uh, so he is definitely not looking to be a long-term selection there. Where Cam ends up next year, who knows? But I definitely think the Patriots are definitely going to be looking forward and Mac Jones with Justin Fields and Trey Lance and uh, Trevor Lawrence all off the board. Mac Jones is the next best quarterback. He comes off the board at number 15. Let's go ahead and move on to number 16. With the 16th pick in the NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals are now going to be picking up J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. And the Cardinals, again, another team that that we might not be looking at too much. But if you paid any attention to that defense last year, they got burned left and right. Patrick Peterson was really showing his age. And this year they said bye-bye. So they really need to, to beef up that corner spot more than any other position, I, I feel like. And, and the big thing here is that Sertain and Farley are now off the board. And J.C. Horn falling to 16 is just an absolute goldmine falling into their lap. I don't think they could go wrong with the pick. And and uh, I think he's going to be there for years to come. Yeah, and I think if, you know, even if a guy like Caleb Farley would be there, I think he would be an excellent pick also. They they really do need to to maximize uh, some talent on that defense. They signed J.J. Watt. Uh, they have Chandler Jones, who has been one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Uh, over the past few years, but their their back end has some solid players in, in Buda Baker, uh, Byron Murphy, but they don't really have that big time corner. And I think that's what JC Horn could be. So I think it's a really solid pickup and Arizona is probably thrilled that they don't really have to move at all and they can still get their guy. Let's move on with the next one, guys. With the 17th pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. And, you know, this pick could have been uh, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. They, 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 need, they need a lot of stuff on that defense in, in Vegas, but it's Vegas and it's John Gruden and it's Mike Mayock. So why not take a player that is super talented but comes with a lot of questions uh, off the field and is just – if you're looking at a pure talent standpoint, I think maybe he's a top 10 player in this class, but it's a big risk. And I think it's a risk that Vegas could take as they, they desperately need some talent there. Got to beef up that defense. Let's go ahead and move on to number 18. And with the 18th pick in the NFL draft, we got the Miami Dolphins up again with their second pick. And this time they're taking Quiddy Bay edge out of Michigan. And this guy is an athletic 
freak. And he is looking like one of the best edge rushers in this draft, maybe the top edge rusher, depending on how, how people are great in their edge rushers, but he is an absolute monster and, and somebody that could really beef up that edge for the Miami dolphins. Again, a team that is led by Brian Flores, who is of course, as we all know, the ex defensive coordinator at um, in New England over there. And and he's really turned this Miami Dolphins team around and, and their offense is looking to get a little better. And, and with the six pick, we had them taking Jamar Chase. Now they better go on the defensive end and pick up somebody that can rush the passer. I think the Dolphins need to obviously do something. They were so close, so close. It's like they were just missing those fine tuned points to just make the postseason. They only missed about one game, guys. They missed it by mm-hmm. one game. And, and the Dolphins are, are making a name for themselves finally. And I think the Tua pick what really got rewarded. All right, let's go ahead and move on. With the 19th pick, uh, the Washington football team selects Jeremiah Uwusu Koromoa, a linebacker from Notre Dame. And this was a pick that we, we could have done a few different things with. But Ron Rivera is the head coach. He's a defensive guy. And I think you know, Washington's already loaded on defense, but here we give them another talented player at, at a position that they do need. seems like they have uh, good players almost at every level, except the linebacker position is a little weak. Here they get a guy who some argue is the top linebacker, whether it's between him or, or Michael Parsons, really. Uh, and here they, they do get a guy that can really step in from day one and be a contributor. Yeah, no, I'm looking at uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Fun, fun name to say there. I was um, going to say, of, can you say yeah. it? How many times can you say it fast? <laughs> <laughs> not too many, not too many. Um, but I'm looking at him, and he's he's a little bit on the smaller end. I, I think he was around six foot, maybe six foot uh, half inch there, and he's only around 215 pounds. So if they want to put him at that second level, um, which which I think he absolutely should, he has all the instincts in the world to be playing middle linebacker. He might want to beef up a little bit, but Ron Rivera does know how to be creative on that defensive side. He could put him in that, like that linebacker slash safety role. If he wants to put him down and, and cause he can, he can really cover some slot receivers saw quite a bit of that at Notre Dame. And, and I think his athleticism is something that, that uh, Ron Rivera will not want to pass up and sure he is no Luke Keekley, but he is definitely a very good player. You're listening to the 2021 NFL mock draft here on Bucks Nation. We're having a good time here, here with my buddies, Chris and Evan. We are breaking down picks one through 32. We are now at pick number 20. With the number 20 pick, the Chicago Bears select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Now I'm looking at a picture of this dude and I'm looking at him right now. And this is a nerdy looking mofo. This dude's got googly glasses. He's got this short hair. I I can't take this kid seriously. He doesn't look tough at all. <laughs> Watch out, Jason. He's going to come in. He's going to knock you. Hell yeah, right? <laughs> oh, he, he's a cornbread mofo. That's what I'm saying. He's from Topeka, Kansas. He, he's from the Midwest there. 6'6", 320 pounds. So don't let looks to don't let looks deceive you though with uh, Tevin Jenkins because uh, on tape this dude is nasty. Uh, he is a he's a player that could drive you into the ground if 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 he wanted to. He's a really good offensive tackle, and the Bears sitting here at twenty makes a lot of sense for them. Obviously, they have Andy Dalton who 
you know, uh, they could have done better, but he's the <laughs> starter. He, 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 they said he's the starter. So why not give him something to, to protect him with? Um, they do have Allen Robinson still. They still have Anthony Miller, even though he's in trade room or so receiver there could make some sense, uh, especially with some receivers still on the board. But I think with Tevin Jenkins here makes a lot of sense. Let's go ahead and move on to the next pick, guys. And with the 21st pick in the NFL or the Bucks Nation mock draft, the Indianapolis Colts are taking Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. And they really need somebody, I think, on that offensive side for Carson Wentz. You know, he's coming into a new system. He's coming into a new city. And, you know, I think they want to give him everything that he needs to succeed. He's the former number two overall pick there. And and he's he's somebody that showed everything in the world a few years back and then sort of just fell off of the face of the earth, became one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year. But Indianapolis is really hoping that he can be somebody. And Rashad Bateman is the guy to do that. He is fast as absolute hell. He catches the ball and he can get past any safety, you know, and looking at his highlights, I suggest everybody go and go and do that. He's, he's not the the big body wide receiver that Jamar chases, but he does have that speed. He does have that ability to go up and get a jump ball and, and he can really speed down the field. And, and he's really somebody that uh, can play in the slot, can play out wide. And, and he's somebody that uh, Wentz would probably really love to play with alongside uh, the guy that they took last year, that kid out of USC. Um, Michael but, Pittman. Yep. Yep. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. Yep, across from Michael Pittman. And then the Pittman sure played pretty well last year, but yeah. I think they need somebody else for once. Yeah. They, uh, I, I like that receiving core there with, with Bateman Pittman. And then they also brought back T.Y. Hilton. So, uh, putting together a really good supporting cast for Wentz, who would obviously need it, along with a solid offensive line, plus uh, running backs, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and Naeem Hines. So you're looking at a supporting cast for Wentz to uh, be able to be successful because at times in, in Philly, it wasn't all there. But I think with the, the selection of Bateman here, uh, it's a very good pick. Let's go ahead and move on with the number 22. With the number 22 pick in the 2021 NFL Bucks Nation mock draft, the Tennessee Titans select Jalen Phillips, edge, out of Miami. I'm going to look to you, Chris. You're my film guy. I haven't looked much into this guy, but obviously getting that edge. The Titans, the only commentary that I can add here is that the Titans were just god-awful on defense last year, and they really need to pick up and build and build and build and build that defense. Yeah, and they had they had the third least amount of sacks in the NFL last year. Oh. And, and sure, they go and they signed Bud Dupree from from Pittsburgh there. But a guy like Jalen Phillips, who you know I'm a I'm a UCLA Bruin kind of guy, and and looking at him his first few years there, and then he ended up transferring to Miami. There's a special place in my heart for Jalen Phillips. But not just that, he would be an absolute steal at 22. He's potentially the best edge rusher in this draft you know you could look at him you could look at quitty pay and, and and you know split hairs there but he really brings that length that size and he has that freakish athleticism that he can 
bend around the edge, get past, you know, some of the bigger tackles. I think he needs to add a few more moves with him. Um, and I do think that people might be a little weary about that injury history, but the Titans have shown that they are not one to shy away from that injury history after they picked up that uh, guy out of Mississippi state a few years back with the, with the torn ACL that was one of the better defensive tackles. So I don't think they're going to shy away from Phillips concussion history and, and a few, few injuries there as well. And, and that's an absolute steal at 22. You guys are listening to Bucks Nation. I'm your host, Jason. I am here with Chris and Evan. We are breaking down our 2021 Bucks Nation mock draft. We are at pick 22 with the Tennessee Titans selecting Jalen Phillips, edge out of Miami. We are moving into pick 23. With the 23rd pick, the New York Jets select Aziz Ojolari, edge from Georgia. And this is another team that just you know, desperately needs a pass rusher. Uh, they didn't really address it much in free agency, but they also have, they have a ton of needs, right? So you you can also look at a few other options there, uh, specifically along the offense, because that offense is, is very stale. And now they do have a rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. Maybe give him a weapon or somebody to protect them. There's there's a lot of ways they could go, but here they, they grab Ojalari, who I know there's some concerns about his knee. Uh, but I, I still think if you're talking about a pure talent standpoint, this guy's a, a top three edge rusher in the, uh, in the draft. And I think he could be a solid NFL player. I think there's a couple of names that are that everyone's itching to hear, and that's Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. And that is another optional play for the Jets to make. And I think either or I think we've both put them as equal. Right, Chris? I think you and I pretty much put them almost tied for they they can go before or after one another as long as they're very close to one another, uh, depending on the team that picks them up. But Najee Harris could definitely be a big a pickup here, and I was looking at Jake Arian's mock draft, and that's who he has selecting at number 23. Uh, and he says nothing helps a young quarterback like a strong running game and adding a three-down player like Harris. So I think this is going to be interesting, obviously, picking up Zach Wilson earlier in the draft. Uh, I think the Jets uh, could make that play of, of bolstering that offense. Let's go ahead, number 24. And with the 24th pick, we are looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I got him taking that guy that you just talked about, <laughs> G. Harris, running back out of Alabama. And, you know, we, we do talk about Etienne and uh, Harris a bit, looking like the, the 1A, 1B sort of running back situation there. But in the city of Steel, the Pittsburgh oh. Steelers are a hard-nosed franchise. They want somebody who is going to bring that heat and that that heavy running nature. And Harris might be a speedster. He might be really elusive. But I don't know if you've ever seen him finish a run. He lays the wood on every single play. He's the type of runner that Pittsburgh wants. He's the type of runner that Pittsburgh needs. And and we could be looking at somebody that could really elevate that offense. Let's go with number 25. With the 25th pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trayvon Morig, a safety from TCU. And yeah, I, the the... Jaguars do have uh, some talent at safety, but Mo Rig is the top safety in this class, I believe. And I just don't know if you can pass on him here if he's available. I, I think they would like to bolster their secondary. And I think Mo Rig is a really good start for a, a full on rebuild in Jacksonville. I think they got some talented pieces on their front seven. They got to solidify the back end. Yeah, no, I'm looking at him, and and I have to agree with you there. He's definitely the best safety in the draft. He's rangy. He's fast. 
And you, you were saying they're really trying to rebuild that defense, which was one of the best defenses in the mm-hmm. NFL, you know, back, back when they played in the, and some say got cheated out of the AFC championship against the new England Patriots there, but no, they're in full rebuild mode. Um, and you're right. The front, the front seven is looking pretty good, but they could definitely solidify that back end. And Morig is the guy to do that. Well, they get their guy at number one and at number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars go with the defense uh, out of Texas Christian Trevon Morig. Let's go ahead and move on to number 26. With the 26th pick in the 2021 Bucks Nation mock draft, the Cleveland Browns select Terrace Marshall Jr. Now, I wanted to do this one especially, Chris, because you and I had a little bit of fun with this because the moment I said, dude, think about this, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Terrace Marshall. It's Tigers across the board. I mean, having these dudes, it's like the power trio. It's kind of taking a play out of Tampa's uh, playbook, and you can't have enough weapons, right? And uh, obviously, that could bode very well for the Browns and and moving forward with their with their high powered offense. The defense is pretty well intact, I would have to say. There's a couple little pieces there, but that Browns defense is pretty solid. And I think that offense just adding whatever power you can, because again, they were what one game away or so. Well, I think they actually did make the postseason. They lost against the chiefs right. in they the did. division Sorry. round. Yeah. But, but I think they, they did need that thing, that piece that would just take them to the next level. Looking at their, their third wide receivers, they got, I believe they got Rashad Higgins and they also got Donovan people's Jones behind him. And sure. Those are just guys. Terrence Marshall is a race car. And now you got three race cars. You got OBJ, you got Jarvis Landry, and now you got Marshall. But I think another optional pick there, pick there, Jason, is Christian Barmore at Alabama. And the only reason I say that, sure, they just picked up Clowney. They got Miles Garrett, two edge rushers. You know, Clowney's, you know, not as good as as, as he was advertised with the number one overall pick a few years back in, uh, in Houston. But Miles Garrett is great. And they just got rid of Sheldon Richardson. So they could use that interior defensive line, but Stefanski, offensive coach, why not take another race car and put him out there on the outside and have him run down the field with his LSU brothers? Absolutely. Cleveland Browns select Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. Quick recap as to this last segment that we just completed. We picked uh, number 13 through number 26. So really quick, the LA Chargers select Christian Darrisaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. The Vikings then select Elijah Vera Tucker, Offensive lineman, USC could play guard, but could be slotted as a tackle as well. Next, we have the New England Patriots selecting Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. The Heisman finalist finally comes off of the board. Number 16, Arizona Cardinals, J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina. Number 17, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. 18, the Dolphins take Quidipay. I love saying that name. Quidipay. Edge from Michigan. Then the Washington football team selects Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa. Boom! That's three of us. We all knocked that one out of the park. Linebacker, Notre Dame. Number 20, the Chicago Bears select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. And then we have number 21, the Colts are taking Rashad Bateman. Finally comes off the board. Wide receiver, Minnesota. 22, the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, need to bolster up that defense. So they select Jalen Phillips, Edge, from Miami. Number 23, the Jets select Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. And at number 24, Pittsburgh Steelers 
go with a bell cow and a great pass catching running back, Najee Harris from Alabama. Number nine, number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars start looking at their defense. So they go with Trevon Morig, safety out of Texas Christian. Number 26, the Cleveland Browns. We just wrapped up. Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver from LSU. You're listening to the 2021 Bucks Nation Mock Draft. I'm here with Chris Schoenherr, my co-host. You can find him at Cynical Bucks Fan and Evan Wanish from the Cannon Fire Podcast. Really appreciate you joining me, man. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to close this thing out, including your Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number 32. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Welcome back in Bucks Nation. I'm your host, Jason Curtis. Find me on Twitter at JC Bucks Nation. And you are listening to the 2021 Bucks Nation Mox Draft. And I'm here with my co-host, Chris Schoenherr, and our special guest, Evan Wanish from the Cannon Fire Podcast. Welcome in, guys. Let's go ahead and finish this thing off. You guys ready for number 27? Here we go. With the 27th pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Kadarius Toney, wide receiver from Florida. And this team just needs talent uh, as on the pass-catching side. Uh, you know, they they do run a lot of power-running schemes and stuff with Lamar Jackson. Like, I get it. But their, their biggest concern is that they just don't have the receivers. They tried very hard to land a receiver in the offseason. Uh, weren't really able to do it, settled on Sammy Watkins. They, uh, they tried it after Juju Smith-Schuster. They tried after T.Y. Hilton, were unsuccessful in both. Here they land Kadarius Tony, who really is a very exciting player when you watch him. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that you know could take a, a five-yard screen and turn it into a 25-yard gain just by one or two moves. And um, a very exciting player that Baltimore could use. They have Hollywood Brown there, would give them another receiving option for Lamar Jackson that – Baltimore seems to really covet, and and here they, they get a good player. All right, let's go ahead and keep this thing moving along so we can get to the Buccaneers, number 32. And at 28, the New Orleans Saints, first of all, boo, go Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. And people might be looking at this guy, and and I think the big thing with him is he is – absolutely gigantic he's six foot four 240 pounds people are comparing him to that size of brian urlacher i've seen a few comparisons there and i think that he could be that but more athletic i this guy is an absolute freak in nature he he goes right through the line of scrimmage he is he's fantastic as a run read defender and i think what he brings the the big thing that he brings is he's a very good cover guy he often will come up fake a blitz back up and and pick off the quarterback there and that's somebody that you know we better watch out for if uh we're gonna be seeing him in in new orleans yeah and i mean you know new orleans also they have marcus Lattimore, but the biggest problem with their defense for years has been the other cornerback spot and and here you know another option we we do have is is greg newsom uh from northwestern really a guy that has risen up boards in the past few months and a guy that's now seen as almost a first round lock uh and i think it'd be a good pick for them would finally give them that young corner opposite of marshawn Lattimore that they've really been lacking uh they they released janoris jenkins he is not there anymore so i think that can make a lot of sense for new orleans as well we're going to go ahead and get through the next three picks and then we are going to lock in that 32 
Let's go ahead and knock these out real quick, guys. With the number 29 pick, the Green Bay Packers select Baron Browning, linebacker from the Ohio State University. We're looking at Browning, and we're seeing that it looks like towards the later end of the first round, you know, in the in the 20 and, and later range, there's a run on linebacker. So oh. we got the big guys taken off. We, we got Zayvon Collins. We got Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa off the board as well. And we got Micah Parsons going a little bit earlier. And Browning isn't a guy that I looked at as somebody who is that first round sort of talent, but with the need at that linebacker position, the Packers could absolutely go with Browning. He was somebody who was solid. He's, he's a solid run defender. And, and I think that he's somebody that could step in and really start to solidify the second level of that defense. All right, moving on. Number 30. With the number 30 pick, the Buffalo Bills select Travis Etienne running back from Clemson. He finally comes off the board. Evan. Yeah, I, you know, with this one, it's just a, a fact of Devin Singletary has been okay for Buffalo, but he just hasn't been that impact back that they need. And uh, right now, that's that's what their offense, I think, is missing. Josh Allen, an MVP-type season. And I think here they, they get a very talented running back, like we said earlier, 1A, 1B kind of. Uh, and then, you know, they're able to land ETN here. And some people don't even think it will last this long. So I think him be getting here to, to 30 to Buffalo is a big win. We only got one more pick before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here we go. With the number 31 pick in the 2021 Bucks Nation mock draft, the Baltimore Ravens, for their second pick, they select Dylan Radon's Offensive tackle, North Dakota State. Did I say that correctly? I don't Is know, man. Radons or Radons? I, yeah, I, I think I think I think it's sort of rad rad news, so something like that. Okay, all right. What are your thoughts there, uh, Chris? Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at him and and I'm seeing that there there was that early run on on tackles like we were looking at um, with the Chargers taking Darisaw and and of course Slater and and Sewell going early and and now Jenkins is off the board, Vera Tucker's off the board, so they really need that tackle right because they lost they lost Orlando Brown right out. You know, he went to Kansas City. They traded away that pick and they ended up with Kansas City's pick there. And they need somebody to protect Lamar Jackson. And my because- argument was that, you know, you're you're pairing that up with uh, Trey Lance coming out of North Dakota. So it's kind of one of those things like, hey, maybe uh, by association, obviously, maybe him doing so well that they had really good protection. At least that was my argument when we were going through our picks here, Chris. Evan, there's some options here at number 31. Yeah, there is. And, you know, at this point in the draft, late in the draft, there's a few offensive tackles here. Uh, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama could be under some consideration. The name we have here, though, is Liam Eichenberg, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame just seems to be a school that just produces top you know, offensive linemen. And I don't think Eichenberg's any different. I think he will go. Uh, if not late first, he'll go in the early second. He won't be sitting for too long. And uh, I think either one uh, for Baltimore would really be a, a smart and, and a pretty good pick. Are you guys finally ready? Tampa Bay, Bucks Nation, it is time for I've never pick. had to wait this long. <laughs> Number <laughs> 32. Here we go. With the 32nd pick, your Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers select 
Levi Anzariki. Anzarike. I screwed it up finally, Chris. Levi Anzarike, uh, interior defensive lineman out of Washington. Now, this was a guy that I've been high about. You guys heard me on our three-part series on the clock, and, and, and I was very high on Anzarike in that first round. He is my horse. He's my horse. I feel like he's going to go. You can't have too many interior guys. You need to have the guys in the trenches. And and I think finding someone that, and again, if they're looking at the long view and they're looking at that two years plus, looking for someone to replace Sue, someone to step in and be able to uh, play very complimentary to Vita Vea. And I think that's exactly what they'll be looking for. So number 32, Levi Anzarike. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I'm looking at Onzerike, and and of course, I knew you were going to pick him, Jason. You've been talking about <laughs> Onzerike since day one that we started looking at the draft, and and I like him. You know, I, I do like him. I, I think he's a very good, a very solid run defender, incredibly solid, and that's what Nadama Kinsu specializes in. He's not that pass rusher that he used to be when he came out, you know, 10 you know, longer, maybe even longer than that years ago. And that's, that's what they're looking to fill in that spot. And Onzerike fits that mold could use a little bit more on the pass rush side. You know, I've always been, I've always been saying that, but, but he is a very solid pick. We're going to look at some other picks here. Let's go ahead. And Chris, you're going to go ahead and pick your Buccaneers pick. (laughs) And with 32, you know, Jason went and looked at for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Levi owns a Ricky, and I'm going with another interior defensive lineman, Christian Barmore defensive line out of Alabama. And I've talked about this guy quite a bit, and I don't think that he is the, you know, consensus number one. I think he, he could be, but in, in a defensive tackle class that truly is lacking, he really is going to be that pick that the Bucks could look at as somebody who could be a, you know, come on the field on third downs and be that pass rusher. He has that explosiveness. He has the size. I mean, he's a big mofo and he can really start to push back those guards a bit, get, get in the lap of the quarterback. He could use a little bit of work. I think he's still a work in progress, but sitting behind Vita Vea, sitting behind Adamican Sue, those are the people that you want to learn from. And, and that's why I would, I would go Barmore. Chris, was he the guy that, that wasn't very good against the run? but he was good against the pass rush or yes. am I thinking of someone yeah, We got that the flip flop with Onzerike there. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's good at the, far more is good at run or good at the pass and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty abysmal in the run there. Let's go ahead and move into Evan's pick. We're going to, we're going to set up the dramatics again. Hold on. Well, at 32, I have the Buccaneers taking Joe Tryon, uh, edge rusher from Washington. I just think that, you know, I'm looking at Jason Pierre-Paul, and he's a free agent next year. And he's also 32 years old. He's dealt with some injuries in his career, including a knee injury. It's kept him out a little bit in practice this season. Don't know how long Jason Pierre-Paul has left. And uh, so for this is a future pick. This is a pick where I think Tryon could come in and make a, a little bit of an impact in his, in his rookie season. But I'm more looking at, you know, uh, down the line as a future replacement for Jason Bear Paul, but also for purposes of talking this season, he would be a perfect number three pass rusher, I think. And and I thought this team has needed that number three edge rusher for a little bit now. Anthony Nelson just 
isn't the the pass rushing yeah. uh, specialist that they need. And I think Joe Tryon, who comes from Washington and Washington runs a very similar uh, scheme that, that the Bucks do currently. And I think it would make a lot of sense, you know, Levi Onzariki, another Washington player uh, that, that Jason had. So I think either one of those would make sense. And honestly, Christian Barmore too, if Barmore's there, absolutely. Uh, they, they need, I think you're seeing a theme with, with all three of our picks here. They're all the defensive line or the front seven. Uh, and I think that should be the, the Bucks focus sort of getting younger uh, there if they can. Yeah. I mean, edge seems to be the the common theme amongst most mock drafts for the Buccaneers. Uh, it seems to be the right pick. They, they have that nice, healthy ranking of, of edge and, and defensive tackles, uh, defensive ends right there between 20 and 40. That I think we we could definitely see a nice uh, selection there And number thirty two for the Buccaneers. Some have said Najee Harris could fall. Could they pick up the running back? A lot of people have said Travis Etienne. One of those two could fall to thirty two. And of course, Chris Sims thinks that uh, <laughs> Justin Fields is going to somehow in some twilight zone will fall to number thirty two. If he falls to number thirty two, I think a lot of people are going to be looking a really cross eyed for a long time. Jake Arians uh, on the draft network actually had Mac Jones going to the Buccaneers at yeah, number 32. At this point, I would be looking cross-eyed even if that happened. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 at that point I would like Mac Jones enough to probably take him, but based on how you're hearing, there's just, there's no way this dude even, even escapes the top 20 in my opinion. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll finally wrap it up for episode eight, our official 2021 bucks nation mock draft. Really appreciate all you guys for listening. Hope you guys got a little something out of it. Got a little entertainment out of it. Uh, you know, whether you agreed or disagreed again, this is for entertainment purposes. And to be honest, we had a lot of fun doing it. So hopefully you guys had a lot of fun listening to it. You can find me on Twitter at JC Bucks Nation. And don't forget to follow the show at Bucks Nation pod. And you can find me, Chris Schoner, on Twitter at Cynical Bucks Fan. And do not forget to check out all of our written articles at BucksNation.com, where all of our writers are bringing you the best in Buccaneers headlines and storylines. Joining us today has been our special guest, Evan Wanish from the Cannon Fire podcast. You do not want to forget to check them out. You can download and stream their podcast anywhere you listen to the Bucks Nation podcast or go out to YouTube. Where else can they find you, Evan? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at EvanNFL, and that's mostly where I am. So I can find the podcast on Twitter at Cannon Fire Pod. Stay tuned in each week as we also bring you coverage from all different directions, including news across the NFL, fantasy football, and from you, Bucks Nation. Submit a question or make a shout-out in our new mailbag by shooting us an email at BucksNationPodcast at gmail.com or leave us a message on Twitter at BucksNationPod. Leave us your name and a message, and we'll get it up on the air in an upcoming show. Leave us a review on Apple, iHeartRadio, or wherever you download and stream the Bucks Nation podcast channel. Until next time, wave your flags high and fire the cannons. I ain't politicking, I ain't kissing no baby. The devil on my doorstep being so shady. Mm, don't trip. We don't gotta let him.